Hey, what's up, Kiki crew? This is your girl, Coco, with another episode of Kiki and with Coco. If you are new to the show, let me tell you a little bit about it. It's about life in general with an emphasis on relationships. I have my friends, family, or guests come on the show, and we kiki about whatever the topic of the day is. So today I have with me Sheena. I met her through one of my good friends, Mel. Sheena, you want to go ahead and say what's up and just tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, Kiki crew. I'm Sheena. How are you? I'm sure they good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, of course they are. Thanks for coming on, everyone. I am Sheena, about here, just retired in the military, opening up my own firm. Um, But one thing, I am here. Let's talk about life and love and people, okay? Even with our little drink. Yes. Yes, so thank you for coming on the show this week, Sheena. I'm super excited to have this conversation that we're going to have. But before we get into all of that, we start off every episode with the Drink with Coco. And the Drink with Coco is always recommended by our guest. And Sheena is drinking a hibiscus tea. You want to let us know like why you chose this drink and what makes you like it? So hibiscus is pretty close to me. I am from the Caribbean, from Trinidad and Tobago. So we drink this a lot, especially during Christmas time. Um, so my, my cup actually is very chilled. Mm-hmm. It is slightly tart for so it's for those who like a little tartness to their drink. Today I made this one with cinnamon, cloves, a little bit of bay leaf, some sugar, spice it up a little bit. Nice, cool, and refreshing. And then for those who want a little extra spice in their life, they can always put some Bacardi. <laughs> yes, a little Bacardi. So I was reading up on you know, what properties hibiscus tea has and uh, just a few so you guys can know what the the good good vibes of it is besides just, you know, drinking good tea. Um, so it can help lower blood pressure. I think one of the properties everybody will like or can like is that it helps reduce belly fat So, you know, drink it on a regular basis. It can help you. But, you know, those are just a couple of the reasons why hibiscus tea is good for you. So I will definitely say try it out. And this week I'm going to do a special treat for you guys and make two drink with cocoa posts. So you'll get the hibiscus tea by itself and then you'll get an actual cocktail with the hibiscus tea. So thank you for recommending this, Sheena. Now that we got our drink going, we can go ahead and get into the word on the street. So word on the street this week is we are getting over COVID, maybe. Like I said a couple weeks ago, since I got the COVID, I don't necessarily think it's gone, but maybe it's at a manageable place right now. But there is a new something on the block. Um, It's called monkeypox. And, you know, like I said, just when we thought things were kind of getting back to normal, we now have this. 
So just to let you guys know, like how monkeypox is transmitted, you can get it from one person to another by close contact with lesions, body fluids, respiratory droplets, and contaminated materials such as bedding. So it's definitely, it sounds like something got to do with not being the cleanest of people. Um, it can be airborne. There are a few, there are a few um, vaccines that can work for it. I know being in the military, when we deploy, we get smallpox vaccinations and that helps 83% or prevent eight, up to 83% against monkeypox. So, you know, what, what are your thoughts on this, Sheena? Oh my goodness. Oh, <laughs> it's another one, it's another one. <laughs> so I can go real deep, but <laughs> for me, it's just another, another one of those, let's see, viruses that kind of come up and people are almost taken off guard, right? Right. We've got, we got smallpox, we got chickenpox. Now we have monkeypox. Um, a lot of zoonotic or or animal-born viruses that are out there. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't. The little bit of research that I've read up on with it, yeah, it's less contagious than than smallpox. I mean, it's been around since at least the 1970s. So it's kind of been been out and about, not as much in the, in the limelight, but, mm -hmm. but definitely been out there. Um, so why are we hearing about it now? I'm not too sure. I have a lot of thoughts, but. One of my theories is a lot of these things are man-made. And I think that while they in the labs trying to concoct these vaccines and whatnot, they be contaminating some things. And that's how these viruses get out and start spreading all of a sudden. There's definitely those theories because we know they use a lot of animals to produce some of these things. Mm -hmm. We know that during this whole pandemic, there was the, the knowledge that they, they're able to, to, to cross generate, cross mutate all mm -hmm. these viruses so it can jump from one species to the next. Yes. So we know that these things are out. That information has come out. Now we're hearing about a monkeypox. Now we're hearing there's there's possibly we're gonna some some places are already like quarantining their people for it. Like all these, a lot of fear, a lot of like anxiety, like being spread or people like oh my gosh, here it is. What's next? Yeah, I am not necessarily a big uh, subscriber to a lot of the, hey, here's another thing. Take this vaccine, quarantine mm -hmm. yourself, hold on. Like, oh, all right, calm yeah. down, calm down. <laughs> and then not everybody's gonna be able to take it. So mm -hmm. for example, some people can't take the smallpox uh, vaccine. So does that mean those people who can't take it for the monkeypox, are they susceptible to it? True. And then another, and, and for me, another thing is, all right, if, if it has been going on in Central and West Africa for so long, why haven't we heard about it before? It's mm -hmm. only when it's come to the States that we're hearing about it, that mm -hmm. it's breaking out in Europe that we're hearing about it. If these things were always already there, why is the information now being disseminated? Is it, is, is it 
because it's popular. It's 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 the next best thing. <laughs> who's who's getting a raise? Who's getting a pay raise? Who's making some money? Exactly. <laughs> um, and it, it could be maybe somebody was trying to concoct some type of vaccine specifically for monkeypox, you know, and because even with the COVID, it was a derivative of H1N1. So when they started working on the vaccine for COVID, they were literally building off of something that they already had. So this could potentially be one of the reasons that this has um, begun to emerge is because maybe they were working on a vaccine for it, maybe making it from a derivative of smallpox or some other vaccine that they had. And like you said, um, seeing how things transfer from animal to animal and transferred it to a human. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. And then when you're reading some of the research, it's also saying that it, the monkeys are not necessarily the, the host of it. Yeah. Um, so we know that there's been a lot of tests out there. We also know that certain parts of the world has been a test bed for a lot of these uh, vaccines mm-hmm. and things that, that come out, whether they are, are released, whether they got into a, a human specimen and shouldn't be there and then humans are able to spread it. There's just a lot of that um, information or uncertainty that obviously the regular people, the population, we are not privy to. Right. So with all those scapulations, yeah, with us being suspicious (laughs) (laughs) and speculating left and right. Yes. um, it's, it's, It's just unfortunate that that's another thing that we have to think about. Yes. I will definitely say um, as technology or as science advances, there are so many other things that can come from these different um, concoctions and experiments that are being done. But it's also like a wake up call to be to practice safer health um, regimens and such. So just like we started using hand sanitizer more often, you know, using the Lysol sprays and Lysol wipes. It's just something else that we have to be mindful of. But I wouldn't say like, be afraid to walk out your house because I mean, you got to live. You have to live. I, I fully agree. You have to live. Mm-hmm. And and that's where, that's where we are. At least that's what I've seen in our society right now. People are afraid to to live again. Yes. Yeah. They're like, should should I go to this party? Should I go out? Like, like, what? Where's 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 my mask? Should I fly? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to hang out with my neighbors. What? It was only a year and a half. Why is your whole entire life changing? So I will say, being in England and England, like the England government basically shut everything down. You couldn't do nothing but go to the grocery store, work, the doctor, and home. Other than that, you couldn't do much else. So I felt pretty safe (laughs) (laughs) going from home to work every day. And really like telling my, my, like the people that work for me, like stay away, don't come in my corner. 
because they were married to civilians. And I'm like, I don't know who your wife be around throughout the day, but you're not going to come up in here and kill me because y'all around y'all, y'all done got the COVID. You right. know, like stay away. And I like in England, everything, like I felt safe, you know, coming back to the States, pretty much everybody in my family had had COVID and they got it during the worst of it, you know? So it was like, you know, I was scared to come back to the States. I'm like, mm, you know, like, mm, I don't want to catch COVID. And then like, even like being where I'm at in Georgia, I only go out once every blue moon. Like if I have friends that come down to Atlanta, I'll go up to Atlanta and hang out. And thus far I had been, been pretty good. But the last time I went out, I'm like, I can legit count on probably one hand how many times I've been out last year. And I just so happened to catch COVID. I was oh, like, no. I was doing so good. I'm like, I made it to years. But like at this point, I really feel like COVID might end up being some type of mutation of the flu. And it's going to be something that everybody gets at some point. Well, I was reading, actually, as you said that, I was reading up on an article recently where they're going to create a vaccine that's COVID and the flu shot in one. Mm. Like, they've already planned that out. Oh, wow. So one way or the other, everybody's going to get it. So crazy thing, before I came to the military, I had never had the flu shot before. So, um, like coming to the military and I'm glad they went away with that, uh, blue, flu, flu mist. Oh, yeah. We had to breathe it in. Oh, I yeah. hated that. I'm like, just, just give me the shot already. But, <laughs> um, you know, we get our annual flu shots and when I initially would get them, I would get sick and I would, I've not been a sickly person before I came to the military. So I'm like, y'all give us all these vaccines and be over here contaminating us. <laughs> but I've, I've built up an immunity now. That's what they say. That's what they say. I've, you know, throughout my years, I've done a lot of just research when it comes to to vaccines and what's in it and what's actually really causing that drop in immunity once someone gets vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just, uh, I, I guess, a topic that I, I ended up researching on my own, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's the amount of um, preservatives that's in there, whether it's the aluminum that's in there, whatever it is, when they inject a vaccine into someone's arm, mm-hmm. Uh, that's not a natural pathway for viruses to come in. So it has to have an irritant. And what, whatever that irritant is, ends up somehow lowering, in my theory, lowering the immunity of its host mm. in order for the body to be like, hey, there's something there. Yeah. Go attack it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we end up getting all these, these symptoms, these aches, these pains, et cetera, because your body's like, whoa, what is that? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes, but I will definitely say, hopefully, monkeypox does not become a thing like COVID. Um, you know, smallpox is only good for for ten years. I'm coming up on year nine now. Um, <laughs> I, I need to get another one, apparently. 
but uh, <laughs> but you know, don't be afraid to leave your homes. I think that you know it's always going to be something new, and I think if we just practice good, clean cleanliness regimens, we should be fine. You, you, I, I completely agree with you because. You know, our daily lives have to go on. We have to go to, to work, take our kids to, to daycare, go to groceries, et cetera. And, mm-hmm. and even though it may not be the most convenient thing, but health is definitely wellness, in my opinion. Oh, for so sure. As long as you're taking care of yourself. Yes, of course, use your hand sanitizer, wear your mask if necessary. Um, but, but definitely what you intake is, is a huge part of that as well. Yes. So moving on to brighter and just more joyous topics, Um, there is a family in Louisiana who has recently had their third set of twins in the past two years. First off, I just want to say, after I found out I was pregnant with the second set, wouldn't have been a third. (laughs) (laughs) Babies, children are a blessing, but my patience ain't there for all them children. Mm-mm. I hope they have help. <laughs> huh? I hope they have help. Yes, I hope they got a good support system because, and they, before they had the first set of twins, they already had an individual child. So now that means they have seven children. That's a lot. Do you come from a large family? I come from a large family. I love people around. Mm-hmm. So when I saw it, I was like, oh my God, that's so amazing. <laughs> Babies everywhere. Real, actually, real life. I, real life. I've always wanted to have like five kids. I just want them running around all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, causing, causing a mess in my house. Yeah. I was definitely all over it. Um, she's healthy she's happy obviously the husband is extremely supportive mm-hmm. they they're fertile they're I'm loving it I'm loving it I there. love family <laughs> now I'm that. not saying that they're not crazy because kids are a lot yes they're a lot but I think it's a beautiful beautiful story I definitely think that it's a great story Because apparently they are very happy with welcoming all these children into the world and and making these children. And so I definitely think that it is a joyous occasion and something to be celebrated. For me personally, I grew up with one sibling in my house. And that one sibling was enough for me to be like, I don't want a whole bunch of kids. (laughs) Like I knew I like. I think I knew I wanted to have kids just to because I guess that's what everybody say you're supposed to do. You're supposed to have kids. Um, but I never wanted a lot of kids. I'm like, kids are expensive. Like I realized that at a young age when my mother wouldn't buy me Nikes and Jordans because she said it was too expensive. So because I was like, if I can't even get Nikes, mm-mm, I want to be able to give my kids everything. <laughs> So that means I can only have one or two, preferably on the one. <laughs> I will I will say that I waited a long time before I had my daughter mm-hmm. because I'm the eldest of uh, 
three boys. Okay. Me eldest girl. And uh, I had to take care of them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I am not having children. <laughs> not, I don't want to. They could, I'll adopt. Forget it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I waited. I waited a long time. I had my daughter uh, 36. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I had to travel and like get all that stuff out of the way. All right. Yeah. Live my life. Live my life. And then, uh, but needless to say, I still like love large families. I just have one just, just because I can handle one at the moment. <laughs> I can handle one. <laughs> when I see people with a whole bunch of kids I'd be like they must be crazy like because ain't no way (laughs) like I think like I said I think it's a beautiful thing but Mm -hmm. I just when I think about the amount of attention that that all the kids require and I know a lot of people are like you should have more than one kid so that they'll have a playmate you know that type of thing and I think about that as well because I'm not, I don't have the, when it comes to kids, I don't have the focus to be like, let's play tea. Let's play dragons and dinosaurs. Like, I'm just like, you're not trying to cuddle. You don't want to cuddle. <laughs> like, let's, let's sit here quietly. Okay. Let's, just sit quiet. let's play the close your eyes game. <laughs> I'm gonna take a sip for that one. <laughs> <laughs> like I have, I watched this one kid before, and I was so sleepy. I was like, "Let's play a game," and he was like, "Okay." I was like, "Let's see who can keep their eyes closed the longest." Oh no! <laughs> and I went to sleep on him. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I was like, "Let's watch out." There was another adult. There was another adult there. That's why I felt okay with just going to sleep on him. <laughs> oh, gosh. But I'll tell you, sometimes you're so exhausted. Like, I have laid in this bed and fallen asleep, and she's, like, sitting right there playing something. I'm like, I am so tired. <laughs> I'm so tired. Yeah. Well, between, you know, between work and coming home and trying to be the most present parent, mm-hmm. you know, it's a lot. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's definitely a lot. So more power to them. Yes. I love, I love what there are. I love the whole, the whole big family. I know personally, as much as I love kids, I, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've taken care of a whole lot of people's children uh, just in the military alone. <laughs> yes. uh, and it's a lot. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. I might start getting gray hairs. Like I, 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 I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I, and I will say, since I've been in the military, I have I have watched a lot of people's kids. And I used to watch this one kid. He would literally cry from the time his mother walked out the door. He cried for at least an hour. And at first, I'd be like, let's play. Let's, you know, whatever. And then he was not very responsive to that. Mm-hmm. So I ended up, like, whenever I would come over, I would just let him walk through the house, cry and look for her or do whatever he was going to do. I probably would have took a nap. As long as I could still hear him hollering, I knew he was all right. He, and when he got tired of crying, she had his snacks in the refrigerator where he could reach them. So he would go get his snacks, sit at his little table. And when I knew he was quiet, that's when I could be like, hey, you want to share a snack with me? You want to watch a, a movie or something? And he would be more responsive to me. 
But initially, you had to just let him cry it out for a bit. <laughs> he needs to wear himself out. Yeah. 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 And I was okay with that. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes you have to. Get tired. <laughs> I do the same thing. I was like, you want to cry? All right, go ahead. I'm going to be over here <laughs> when you're ready. <laughs> I know people be like, but it's going to be different when you have your own baby. No, because now that I know letting him cry it out works. That baby's mm-hmm. going to be crying until they figure <laughs> out they don't want to cry no more. <laughs> I'm, hey, I'll do the preliminary stuff. I'll change a diaper. I feed you. And if you still want to cry, then you go right on ahead, honey. <laughs> You're on your own now. You're on your right. own. I helped you. I did all the things. You safe? All right, cool. Exactly. Sleep <laughs> <laughs> yep. training is exactly like that. Yes. <laughs> but I am... I think it is a wonderful thing that this family is has been able to have so many children and it be healthy births and healthy babies. And so, you know, just congratulations to them, which I think speaking of healthy babies and healthy pregnancies, I think it is a great segue into this week's Hot Cup of Cocoa. So in this week's Hot Cup of Cocoa, Sheena is here to talk with us about um, her journey to getting pregnant and the holistic methods that she took. So Sheena, you want to go ahead and just give us, you know, some background info about how you grew up on the islands of Trinidad and Tobago and just like herbal remedies that you guys would use. For sure. Thanks a lot. So, so <clears throat> when we get into medicine, at least for me, we didn't have a lot of like pharmacies and doctors and things like that. So growing up in Trinidad and Tobago, if you got sick, grandma would send you to the yard, pick whatever leaves or, or grass and you'd boil it and you drink it. Okay. You drink it depending on if there was like you had uh, lesions on your skin or something, there were certain grass that you would boil and shower with that for the next couple of days. And then that would ease the rash, whether it was a heat rash, whether it was just like um, some kind of uh, rash that's really itchy. Mm -hmm. Grandma would be like, all right, go get some bitter melon vines. Let's boil that, shower with that. Let's get a couple of other like uh, lemongrass or fever grass we call because Mm -hmm. you're sick, you have a fever. Let's boil that, drink some. In fact, I just made some for my dad. Like, and this is all in the yard? Yeah, it was usually all in the yard. I do have fever grass or, or lemongrass in my yard, but yeah. You so, grow that on the ground or you got it in like a-, a No, it's in the ground. It, it grows really fast. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. And you just um, got seeds at the store? No, so I bought a, a small plant. So it was a small plant in a small little pot, like mm-hmm. with two stalks on it. Yeah. And then it's so a small little pot. And then I put it in the ground. I was like, okay, let's see. Let's see if you'll grow. It yeah. sprung up so fast into like this huge bush. I was surprised. <laughs> okay. okay. I was I was not ready, but okay. <laughs> and so my dad, he wasn't, he was, he wasn't feeling well. He was he, not that he has a fever, but his a sore throat and things like that. I was like, I got you, dad. 
Okay. Yeah, lemongrass, boiled up some ginger, gave him that yesterday and today. So he's feeling much better. Oh, nice. So going, getting into to herbs and roots and stuff like that, it's, it's very natural for me. I'm not afraid to use it. I'm not scared. They're like, oh, is this okay? What are the side effects? Like to me, it's as natural as sleeping or, or eating. Like it's a tree, there's some leaves. Okay. What's the type? Is it, what can I use it for? And then I use it. So we did a lot of that, a lot of that growing up. Okay. And so how was it like transitioning into the military where they're like, go to the doctor for everything, take medication, get these vaccines? Like, how did you feel like internally? So internally, it was a struggle Mm -hmm. because it's not a common place to just go and get a vaccine. Right. It's not just, oh, just go drink some, I don't know, Tylenol and water. (laughs) <clears throat> because those things have certain diff- their own side effects to it mm-hmm. where <clears throat> with a third and fourth order of effects you don't find out till later on yeah and I guess with our own knowledge of the roots and herbs we know what those effects are and we also know what herbs we can take to counterbalance it without it causing uh, damage to you know the liver or the body itself because we're using it in order to, to aid the body in its recovery, mm-hmm. as opposed to just masking an issue, um, ca- making way or rise to another one. Yeah. Um, so for, for example, like when we were growing up, we didn't get sick a lot, really just because every four to six months, mom or grandma made us purge, right? Just clean out your system. Yeah. And that's what we did. That was just a part of growing up. Mm-hmm. So we didn't get a lot of Ill- illnesses, even though we were in out playing in the rain and always in the mud and eating whatever fruit was on the tree without washing it. It was a normal way of life. So being in the military, even though I did have to take the you know vaccines and medications and go see the doctor, there was always a huge part of me mm-hmm. that will always have certain things on hand like I always have bitter melon leaves to boil um, especially if I um for example getting pimples or I feel like I've been drinking too many sweet things it'll just help me it'll help you know, kind of clean out the blood so to speak and you would and boil this and drink it I boil it and drink it it is terrible it tastes <laughs> awful okay it's bitter so bitter melon leaves helps to aid with acne? Yeah. So since it, it helps the liver itself, and mm-hmm. when it comes to anything dealing with the face, we're talking about um, liver kind of stagnation, being able to eliminate. So anything that's bitter really helps with complexion, really helps with skin. Okay. Like dandelion roots bitter melon leaves drinks um golden seal is another one these are just all things that are really just good for like the skin as a whole there's a whole lot more (laughs) i'm sure (laughs) anything bitter and terrible tasting it's good (laughs) okay yeah so now that we have some like background on like how you came across or have lived your entire life pretty much from a holistic standpoint. 
um, when you were trying to conceive, what were some issues that you were having? So like I said earlier, I had my daughter around 36, 36, mm-hmm. 37. So initially when I was trying to conceive, uh, it, it, it wouldn't stay. Like I, I've had two miscarriages. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to the doctor. They're like, you know, everything looks, looks normal. You look healthy. You know, let's take some samples. And I completely freaked out. I was yeah. like, I don't want you in there. I don't want you cutting me open. Um, because we have a theory that, you know, once you, once you cut the, your belly, whichever way it is, you cut your belly, you almost cut your strength. Mm-hmm. Right. Because your strength doesn't just come from your back. It comes from your core. Yeah. And when you cut those muscles, they're not as strong as they used to be. Okay. So my dad right. was always like, don't let them cut your muscles. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so so they, they wanted to just at least do a little surgery just to make sure everything was okay. And I freaked out. I was like, no, no, I, I can't. Yeah. Um, but they're like, reach are perfectly healthy. I'm like, no, if I was perfectly healthy, I'd be able to conceive and like hold a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, because like being a, a woman, you know, womb man. Yeah. We, can, we carry the room. We, we are able to reproduce. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, we're the creators of the civilizations so to speak. Yes. So, um, yeah, I've always seen, there's a lot of, Hey, take this kind of medication, you know, take the, take these, uh, these hormonal uh, replacement things. And I was all against it. Mm -hmm. And I automatically went straight back into what I knew best, which were herbs. Yeah. I went straight back into, okay, there's something wrong, but they can't find it. Mm-hmm. let me see what I can come up with mm-hmm. in order to fix my own problem okay so you were never like diagnosed with anything that kept you from getting pregnant no um, even though there a few doctors were like maybe my age was a factor mm-hmm. uh, but in my mind age was never a factor mm-hmm because yeah, I'm, I might be older, um, but also very healthy, very athletic. I eat well anyway. Um, what can be preventing me from? And so I also realized in that journey that the body is an extremely intelligent being. Mm-hmm. So along with health, it also understands if something is for you. Right. Like, is this the right moment? to have a child mm-hmm. you know um or is this the right energy or environment that to bring a child up in mm-hmm. so when I got on I, I ended up going on like a 30-day cleanse okay just cleaning out my system drinking a lot of teas like um, damania which is a, a call like a woman's herb um, and then that, that just helps re-strengthen restru- the body, a lot of um, nettle, nettle tea, mm-hmm. ras- red raspberry leaf tea, all this in order to just help strengthen the body itself, if that makes okay. sense. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, it really just took it, it, it didn't take that long, honestly, because when I just took some of those 
small, made some of those small changes. Mm-hmm. So, within, just, so just yeah. incorporating those T's helped. Just incorporating those T's. Right. And, so and you said the Domania and what else? Uh, nettle, stinging nettle. Um, high in iron, so is red, red, red raspberry leaf tea. Okay. And, and when women are pregnant, they can um, drink those too as well because they're really, really good with giving uh, minerals to the mother and to the baby. And you said they're high in iron? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Okay, and nice. Yeah. And red raspberry leaves. Yes, and red raspberry leaves. Okay, exciting. Yeah. So, it, so it was just those teas that you started using in conjunction with like eating healthy. Eating healthy, but I went on detox. Honestly, I went on uh, Dr. Sebi's detox. I don't know if you've ever mm-hmm. you've heard of him. Yes. So I went on the one month kind of detoxification. And that mm-hmm. was my initial step into, hey, let me recalibrate. Like something's wrong. Let me really get into um, giving the cells food, being able to help the body rejuvenate or or strengthen itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I did do a lot of the the CMOS, um, bladderac, seaweeds. I did a lot of that as well. But as I said, it only took a month. Um, I only took it for a month, and then I went TDY, kind of stuck to a as much healthy diet while I was out there as possible. Mm-hmm. And then when I came back, decided to try again and boom, pregnant. I was like, what in the world is happening? So how long were you TDY? So for six, for five months. Five months. Is this five when months. you were in, um, what was it, Thailand? So, so Singapore. So Singapore, I was in Singapore yeah. for five months. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and I was like, okay. <laughs> like, so you were uh, still doing the teas while you were there as well? Yeah. Yeah. So I was still doing the tea because in Singapore, the, the, the environment and the culture is very much, um, herbs is a huge part of it. Right. Um, because there's a huge um, Hindu Indian culture there uh-huh. as well as, as um, Chinese. So they're all, all about it. Right. Hey, Ayana. There she is. <laughs> There's the big baby. Hey, little <laughs> baby. <laughs> she couldn't stay away. <laughs> no, she couldn't. Hello, sister. Hey. <laughs> yes, so... Being in Singapore, there's a large Indian population. Obviously, there's a large uh, Chinese population as well. So mm-hmm. those two cultures are infamous for a lot of herbal remedies. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them that I found that was extremely helpful to me was Dong Kui, which is a family of a ginseng, Angelica ginseng. Really great for uh, blood development, really great for recovery from... Uh, you know, if you're working out and you get that sore muscle and stuff like that, really great for that. Um, and so I know I found that to be an extremely useful herb as well. Mm-hmm. So between just the detox and then me not being able to have that with me while I was TDY. But then when I got to Singapore, being able to plug into the herbs that were there that are also useful 
when right. it comes to building the body, building the chi within the body and allowing, you know, just allowing for the fruits to bear. Yeah. Um, I, I was definitely able to just use what I had around me. Mm-hmm. And so it did not take long at all. It, it literally, it was one month of detoxing, just like raising my vibration, so to speak. Yeah. And, uh, and then going to Singapore, soaking in some good sun and taking my mind off of all these other things and tapping into Dong Kui and just tapping into some of the teas that I mentioned that turned it around. And, and literally when I came back, I was like, all right, I'm having a girl. I don't care. I'm having a girl. <laughs> That's how I'm going to be. I'm having a girl. <laughs> I'm having a girl. That's it. You hear me? Don't give me bit. anything up. <laughs> uh, and so, and so that was it. And so really when I, when I, um, when she was conceived, I knew it. Mm-hmm. Um, before I had the x-ray, I was like, it's a girl. Uh, not the x-ray, but the, the ultrasound. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, it's a girl. Like, you don't have to tell me. Like, I already know. <laughs> like, I already know. And, uh, and so like really from there, it's been, an amazing, an amazing ride. But honestly, if I did not, I think if I did not make that transition and it was a hard turn because when you're talking about detoxing, when you're talking about like being on the Dr. Sebi diet, it's all about alkalinity. Mm-hmm. You know, I did, I got rid of rice. I got rid of flour. I got rid of like pasta. I got rid of all of it. And so I, yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> but, but you know what? It was, even if it was temporary, Mm-hmm. I like made the investment into myself, right? Because I spend money on all kinds of things anyway. Mm-hmm. Shoes, four hundred dollar, like on the TV, yeah, like, all these other things. And so I was like, "Look, I'm gonna make an investment into myself and my health." Mm-hmm. And so I, I was like, "It was expensive, okay? It was, it was not cheap." And I said, "I'm only buying one month supplies, like one month." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so Dr. Sebi's detox is like something you have to actually buy. It's not something you just kind of create, like you just go get the items and make it. So you can, there, there are packages that you can buy or you can just like pick and choose. Mm-hmm. So I just ended up buying like a, one of those three, it was like a small package. It was like a three, uh, three container, two, three package. And then I, I used that. And then I, uh, they had a, Demania tea, a combination that was in there. So I used that because I was like, oh, that's the great for you know femininity, yeah. estrogen, things like that. So, so I got that. But that's it. I was like, I'm making an investment, and so I did, and it paid off. And yeah. uh, and then honestly, from there, I was able to take some of those herbs individually mm-hmm. and help friends conceive like I told my sister I was like okay your friend's gonna need this this and this because I'm not trying to have you spend all these kinds of money they're gonna need these three things yeah have them make a tea with it use it for at least a month and let me know what happens and she's helped like three of her friends get pregnant so the Damania tea nettle tea and the red raspberry leaves is that you mixed it together or you drank them like individual teas so you can mix them together and those those teas honestly you can drink at any time um really when it comes to like the womb and things like that now we're talking more 
roots. We're talking more uh, little stronger things that kind of get into the body more so than like leaves and teas or like leaves do. Okay. Right. Because every tree, every plant, they have their own, their, uh, their own purpose. Mm -hmm. um, so if we're, we're talking more like uh, roots and things like that, it's going to go deeper into the body. Okay. So what are some roots that you would recommend? Okay. So for <laughs> that, I would say, well, actually, let me look it up. There's no need for me to like, think of it off the top of my head what I was gonna say is that even what I at least have found is it's better to to detox and add these roots in as opposed to just adding it mm -hmm. because you have to eliminate the things that are already in there to make space for the other ingredients to work okay just for detoxing or for fertility? Fertility. So, well, for fertility, um, the damania for sure. Mm -hmm. That's a huge one. Um, for to rebuild some of the mineral in the body, um, sea moss, Irish sea moss, any kind of, of uh, mineral herbs. It's not a herb, it's a seaweed. Um, but that in the body. Mm -hmm. So those two for sure that one <laughs> that's a no-go something like that's you know not too harsh because <laughs> some of some of these are mm -hmm. i'm gonna shake my head because i would not recommend it to my like enemies <laughs> <It's awful. laughs> like the taste is awful the taste is awful you know um, sometimes you gotta do something a little to get the it's result. It's true. It's true. Um, <laughs> yellow duck. Yellow duck is one. Yellow duck. Yellow duck. Okay. Um, and then burdock root. Burdock root is another very powerful um, anti-inflammatory. Really good for clearing out the, the blood. Just kind of bringing a, a sense of, I don't know, stability within the body. Mm-hmm. So I would say those two. And then the others are just powerful detoxing, like um, Cascara Sagrada. Oh, man, you will be in the bathroom for a while <laughs> with that one. How do you spell that? Cascara, uh, C-A-S-C-A-R-A, Sagrada, mm -hmm. S-A-G-R-A-D-A. -A. Okay. And you said this is a... Um, that's a, that's a detox. A detox. Okay. That's a detox. Okay. That Last is a very powerful detox. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to clear you on. It's going to clear. You're going to just take that on a, a, a Saturday and stay home to, you know, stay home <laughs> don't make no plans. <laughs> no, no plans. But you know what? After you take that, honestly, at least for me, I felt my stomach breathe for mm. the first time in my life oh wow like it was like it cleaned everything out and when I inhaled my stomach inhaled and it felt like refreshing mm. it was like the weirdest thing ever but really cool okay so, so yes uh I would definitely say that 
That is a big one. Okay. Yes, ma'am. And then what would what would be some advice that you were that you would give to a woman who was trying to conceive? I would say take your time. Mm-hmm. Because when it comes to conception and women, and, and sometimes we stress out about it a lot, but conceiving is more than just, you know, a seed being planted, you know, into your garden, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's sometimes it is very, very much linked to your overall sense of well-being, whether mm-hmm. that's spiritually, whether that's emotionally, sometimes it's very, very much so linked to that so yeah you can be healthy but something around you may not be the right condition for that child to come Mm -hmm. so i would i would definitely say take your time prioritize self above all Mm -hmm. and then treat yourself whether that's a detox whether if you're really serious if you're really serious about conceiving if you're really serious about hey this is the steps i want to take you must be able to maneuver and change, at least even if it's temporary, a way of eating and living so yeah. you can get to that point where you want to be. Yeah, definitely. I, I would definitely agree. Like sometimes you can be healthy, but the environment you're in may not be conducive to conceive. Like maybe there's a lot of stress in your life. And so when you're not at work and you have time to relax and just kind of recenter, like I think it's important to take those, you know, self-care days seriously. Like I post a lot about like what my self-care regimen is, like going to get my nails done, going to get my hair done, going to get a facial, going to get massages. Like these are all things that I do like to help me relax you know, I can go do these things. I don't have to think about nothing while I'm doing it, but it's me taking care of my, my personal well-being. Yeah. And, and that's really important mm-hmm. that, because you, you, you end up giving yourself signals. Um, even though you might be like taking all these things, your, your body has these signals where you're like, uh, you, you, might not, you might be not stressed today, but tomorrow you've got all these other things happening. Right. Or, you know, your partner is stressing you out or the other children stressing you out or, or work, work. Mm-hmm. Right. Because as women, we take on and we shoulder so many things that we don't give ourselves space to create. We don't give ourselves space to accept the goodness that are coming into our lives. Mm hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think that also being aware of what stresses you out as well is going to be important in trying to alleviate it. Because, I mean, now sometimes with work, you may not be able to alleviate that stress. But I think, to, like, reminding yourself that... You know, some things are out of your control and it's not your fault. Like, don't try and place the the blame or carry it on your shoulders, I think is the only way you can get past, like, the work stuff. Because, like, being in the military, you can't just say, okay, I quit today. I don't want to do this. You know, so you have to find ways that 
um, help you alleviate that stress or the pressure of it all. So, yeah, it, it's it's true because I will say with my first miscarriage, mm-hmm. uh, I I I almost held on to it too long. Mm. Um, because I was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a woman, I'm supposed to be able to do this, you know, what's wrong? Am I okay? Like all these things, um, you know, self, I don't want to say self doubt, but you're like, what's happening? Why can't I do this? Right. right. And, and I really had to sit back and, and think about it and, and like look within mm-hmm. and be like, is this the right time? Number one. Yeah. Uh, number two, are you in the right state of mind? Mm-hmm. Because you must love you and prioritize you first. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't doing that. Yeah. For a very long time, I was pouring a lot out mm-hmm. and not pouring enough into myself. Yes. I definitely think it's important to pour into yourself as well. Because how can you really give if if the cup is half empty, you know? You can't. And I know a lot of people like to say, you look at it as glass glass half full, but you know, it's not full. It's not. <laughs> However you look at it, it's not full. So something mm-hmm. is lacking somewhere. Mm-hmm. So you definitely need to, you know, think about things that help pour into you as well and not just give, give, give so much out. So it, it was just a really good reflection time for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then it just allowed me to be like, okay, what I, I already have everything I need, whether that's the, the knowledge with the herbs, whether that I'm in a safe place, I have it. So now yes. focus that energy and create what you're wanting. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Well, Sheena, I think that is going to wrap it up for this week's episode. I really enjoyed this episode. One of the, I've, I've done an episode about like women's reproductive health before, and people really like that episode. It, it's like one of my highest listened to episodes. And so I thought like that episode, I had like a doctor on that, that talked about, you know, things as far as like women's reproductive health, but I think it's also nice to give like a natural aspect to it as well, because I know we become so reliant on modern medicine and, you know, things of today, but there was a time when there was no modern medicine and even doctors used herbal remedies to, to try and heal and and cure people. So I definitely think it was a good, good episode or a good topic to talk about, you know, natural ways of conceiving, especially because I hear so many women speak about how they have problems conceiving. And I know even for me, I've never tried to conceive, but it has definitely been a question like, well, can I? But, you know, no one will even talk to you if you're not actively trying to get pregnant. And so um, I think even for those people who aren't necessarily looking to get pregnant now, this is information that they can use at a later date to potentially help them in that cause if if they wanted to go 
an herbal way or maybe even just hearing your story gives them hope to be like, you know what, I'm going to do this and I'm going to try this and first go, I'm going to have me a baby. <laughs> right, right. Because I, like, I'm thinking to myself. Yeah, I'm thinking to myself like, okay, I'm gonna be doing all this when the time comes. Yes, yes, because because it, it's important and it actually works because you're working with your body mm-hmm. to regenerate itself. You're yeah. not giving it a, a, a foreign a drug, for example, mm-hmm. where it has to like adapt and figure what's what, what it can use and what it can't, and then you have all these side effects. Like, no, you're you're taking things from the earth that the body would recognize it's easily assimilated. Mm-hmm. So the results are quick. And I, I think for me personally, like as you mentioned, some of these things as being cleansers or blood, blood uh, development or, you know, purification, like I definitely think I'm going to need it. Like I've been on birth control so long, like my body is going to be like, you know, let's flush it, flush it all on out. Yeah. So I, I think this was a great episode and I appreciate you for coming on and sharing your story with us. Welcome. You're welcome. Anytime. I am, I am happy. If I, if I need to come back on and dive into like these specific herbs, you let me know. I will do. So, um, (laughs) Do you have an Instagram that you would like to share with people or are you just kind of? I don't know. Not at this time. I just have a Facebook. I'm okay. getting into the social media arena <laughs> here pretty soon. So <laughs> not as a like mail. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. Okay. Okay. Well, you guys can follow me on social media on all platforms at Kiking with Coco. You can always hit up my website to see what's going on with Kiki, Kiki and with Coco and keep up to date with all the episodes. And then, of course, you can always contact me through my social media. So, again, I appreciate y'all for tuning in. And until next time, bye.